I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy. Gary, what a job you did out there today. Oh, it was, it was unbelievable. You saw the customers' faces when that boiler went in. It was a really special moment. And what about the overall performance? Unreal. You, you could really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result, and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps, and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy. The Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson, and Marvin Bartley. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808 1717 700. Good evening. The next two hours with Marvin Bartley, Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney, and your calls 0808 1717 700. The nation talking about the Euros 2020. We've waited so long, Barry, you can almost taste it, touch it. And we've got the squad and you got 25 out of 26 when we did it on Monday night. Yeah, listen, really excited. It's been, as I say, it's been a long 23 years, Paul. Um, I finally made um, the Euros and the squad. When I look at the squad that Stevie Clark's um, named, very strong squad. I've got to be honest with you. A lot of quality in there, good experience, but also great to see um, the young players um, get that call up. David Turnbull, Billy Gilmer, Kevin Nisbet and obviously Nathan Patterson so a real good mix in that squad and I can't wait for the Euros to get started Marvin are you surprised that he went for the youngsters who have been outstanding but he's a, known as a sort of traditional loyal manager but I, I guess with some of the injuries it opened the door but are you excited by the Scotland squad? Yeah definitely I think also when the, the three extra places were offered by uh, UEFA as well so I, I kind of expected three young boys to probably take those spaces he probably had his squad of 23 already prepared and let's be honest they might not have been in there but when you get the extra three places I think you have to include these boys because you know you've got a bigger squad than you would have had before and this is the future for Scotland so yeah no, it's very exciting Exciting an Englishman saying that but I know you, I mean, you're going to it's, it's going to be strange for you isn't it as well when we come to Wembley Stadium you'll be a foot in both camps Yeah I'll be hoping for a draw in that game um, you know I've had a few messages of, of a couple of boys who you're going to be supporting but no I hope for a draw in that one I'll be home in and around my family then so you know they'll be cheering England on so I'll go to a room by myself and watch it I think we would take a point there Barry you've already said you think that one win could see us through to the group stages Yeah it could um, as long as we keep the back door shut don't continue um, many goals uh, but listen I, I'm real confident they can get out of the group yep. um, we've got two home games one against Czech Republic one against Croatia and I think they're winnable games look they're quality teams with quality players but I look at our squad and, and we've got quality players as well uh, you've seen the job that Steve Clark's done over the, the past couple of years they're growing in confidence for me every single game so look I'm, I can't wait for the, the first game at Hamden and Hopefully we can go off to a winning start. And great to hear him say we're not there just to make up the numbers, Marvin. Obviously, you know, Scotland's there on credit, so that has yeah. to be the attitude. You know, you can't afford to go into these tournaments and be like, oh, you know, we're here just to enjoy it. No, it's, it's beyond that. You know, they've celebrated, obviously, getting through and everything else. Now it's business time, and that's really the mentality of the players. And that, you know, that filters down from the manager, and he's totally right in saying, no, we're going there to do something. And first and foremost is to get out of the group. And I think that's the kind of attitude that the country needs to have. The thing, the one that you got wrong or disagreed with was uh, you wanted Lee Griffiths to be in there. Yeah, look, he's put um, Liam Cooper in. Uh, look, good centre-back. He's yeah. captain in Leeds United. Yeah. He's, he's, he's had another excellent season. Another um, win last night, yeah. But I thought when I'm looking at the squad, he would have went with five centre-backs. I'm including in that centre-back, Kieran Tierney. He's been playing lefty a, a three, but he's went for six um, centre-backs and... 
and took Lee Griffiths out. Look, I know Lee Griffiths ain't played a lot of games, Paul. Um, he's been in and out. He's maybe getting 10, 15 minutes here and there. But I think to have a player like him on the bench, if the game's at 0-0 with 10 or 15 minutes to go, you know when you bring Lee Griffiths on, he's always liable to get into that position to get that chance. And, and nine times out of 10, he'll have that opportunity to score a goal. Um, but I can also see the reason why Stevie Clark's not put him in. He's probably looking and said that he's not had enough game time. That's basically the reason why he's not put him in the squad. I'm disappointed. I'm sure Lee will be disappointed. Um, but he needs to go away now in the summer, whether it's going to be at Celtic or elsewhere, and get back to playing games of football. That's the most important thing for Lee Griffiths. He's an enigma this season, isn't he? Wearing your England hat, would you be glad not to see him then when it comes to Wembley? Um, yeah, I, th I think so. Only because obviously the last time that Scotland played against England, the way he performed. But you know, I think looking at it more deeply, that I think Clark's made the right decision. I think it's an extremely difficult one to put him in. I know what, what Barry's saying, and 10, 15 minutes off the bench, and he can produce. But you need to be playing football week in, week out. You know, I think Nisbet's probably the closest thing that they they have now to him. He's playing week in, week out for Hibs. I know he had a period out of the team, um, but you know he's back playing. I think you need to say to everybody. You want to be in this squad. You have to be playing for for your club team first and foremost. And not only has Lee not been playing, like Barry said, he, he does look unfit. So I think when you go into a huge tournament like this, I think it's time to maybe just say, listen, nobody's bigger than the country. You know, you're not going to play unless you're playing for your club team. And I, I definitely think he's made the the right decision. Not only you know for the strikers, but for the whole group. You know, it sends a message out to everybody because everyone knows if Lee's playing week in week out, he's he's in this squad. But if you're not playing week in week out, it opens the door to somebody else. We've got the chance in the next two hours to go through the squad. What do you think? Give us a call 0808 17 17 700 or contact us. Go plus your message on 87474. And we're on the socials at Go Football Show. Barry Ferguson, the former captain of Scotland, is here. You're buzzing, Barry, and you don't look too tired, despite the fact <laughs> that it must have been late last night. A win, 2-1 for you in the playoff first leg in the pyramid. 2-1 against Brecon City at home. How are you feeling? Yeah, actually, a tad disappointed, if I'm being honest. Look, it sounds crazy. We won the game 2-1. Mm. Um, we played in spells in the game, um, but we, we never we never played at the levels that we've, we've played throughout the season. Um, but listen, the, the most important thing is, in the first leg of the, the playoff final, we, we got that win. Um, disappointed to concede a goal, but listen, we go on Sunday and we, we go to Brecon, we go to win the game, Paul. That, that's the way that... I've set the team up uh, since I built the, the squad and um, we look forward to Sunday. Uh, it was a late night because we had to get tested after the game. Uh, so we had to let the players obviously go first and then all the staff and etc, etc. So didn't get into late last night but look, that's that's um, that's the way it's happening just now with, with coronavirus. Um, but listen, again, as I said, I'm looking forward to Sunday. The boys were disappointed in the dressing room were they? with yeah. their performance, which mm. I quite like because Obviously, I put demands on them. They set standards. And we, we dipped a bit below their standards last night. But listen, we've got Sunday to make sure that we, we give it another go. And you played so well against Brora at the weekend. I watched it last night. I paid the £10. It's up from £8, Marvin, for that one. <laughs> Worth every uh, penny. Higginbottom scoring in 16 minutes. Page scoring for them in 23 minutes. And Russell just on half time. So 2-1 and that's how it finished. And was there some big news for some of the players? One of the players afterwards? Uh, for Nathan Austin? Yeah, look... Yeah. look um, Nathan was it was touch and go whether he was going to play because um, he's he's misses is expecting a second child so I was on the phone all, all weekend and, and Monday and, and Nathan made the decision that um, he obviously had to speak to his, his partner she was fine with him coming to play so right after the game 
in his strip, he was straight into the car. First of all, he had to go and get tested, straight in the car, and away to hospital um, for the birth of his second child. So, fair play to him, because it was in the back of his mind. Um, and that I'm respectful. Listen, family comes first. Mm-hmm. It, 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 that's um, that's a given for me. Uh, but so Kelty was... a close second. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I try, no, to, I I try yeah. to make sure he put Kelty first. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he, he but, did that last night. He, he came in and he, he done pretty well. So uh, fair play to him. Marvin, it's hard after a game, isn't it, to uh, to get to sleep? We were saying afterwards, you're home at one o'clock, it must be. In football, I don't think we realise when we haven't played it, just the intensity of playing in a game like that. The biggest game in the, in the history of Kelty Hearts to come in to the league itself. No, exactly. A, a huge game for the, for the club and the players also. So as Barry was saying, it's so hard to sleep after you know, a normal game, a run-of-the-mill game, let alone such a big game. So I imagine all the players are the same. You know, those boys are obviously getting up for work as well this morning. Yeah, six o'clock. Yeah. It was about five or six and I'm up at six. It's amazing. Yeah, it makes yeah. it so much more difficult because I'm talking about can't sleep after a game, but I'm normally off the next day, yeah. you know. So mm-hmm. the dedication that these boys put into football is absolutely marvellous. And, you know, it's, it's so good to see lower-level um, league player football uh, footballers because they do put so much into it. And as Brad said, they go to work the next day. So... You know, Nathan Austin, congratulations to him and his missus as well because obviously that's a, that's a brilliant thing to, to happen. And the good result for Morton last night, 1-0 win at Airdrie right at the end, 94th minute, Robbie Muirhead header. So it uh, looks good for, for Morton against Airdrie for this weekend. Yeah, they, they were going into that game favourites because yeah. obviously finishing second bottom in the, in the championship. So I'm sure they were under a bit of pressure. They went to Airdrie. Um, a tough place to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was a great result. They got it in the last kick of the ball. Um, so they'll... Take Airdrie back to Capolo and I'm sure they'll be they'll be fun favourites now to, to retain their championship status. We're still getting messages uh, following you know, what are Rangers going to do for the new season? What are the plans there? Celtic, we're still in Eddie Howe watch and uh, Marvin, no doubt, will ask you about that during the next hour or two. I think you've been really diplomatic, I must say. It's been, you've been brilliant. We haven't asked for many tickets, have we? If, uh, if you are there. And uh, what's it like for a football at the end of the season? It must be really strange. I'm looking at both of you. What's it like then? Because the intensity and then suddenly that's it, your last game at the weekend. Yeah, I must admit, you look forward to the downtime. I think, you know, when it gets probably like five games to go, you start thinking, right, it's, it's a bit of downtime. Normally you're going on holiday, which uh, makes it a bit easier, but not this year. Yeah. But you get to spend time with your family. You know, I think that's the most important thing. If you've got kids and stuff, you can start taking them to school because, you know, I'm not asking people to get the violins out, but, you know, footballers are away from their families an awful lot. So, you know, these four weeks that you do get off are, are absolutely magical. And for me especially, you know, I'll go down to see my family next week and stuff that I haven't seen for a long, long time. So, no, for me, it's, it's absolutely brilliant and I'm something I'm looking forward to. Yep, the close season, but it continues because we've got the cup final this weekend, St. Johnson against Hibs, and then the Euros, just a few weeks away. And we've got the squad here announced today. Let's hear the manager, first of all, uh, speaking about the, the nucleus of the squad. Stick as much as possible with the, the nucleus of the squad because I think that's important. The, the camaraderie and the, the togetherness of the squad was a, big, was a big part in the qualification. So I've tried to keep that together. And I've... Added three young ones, so liven it up a little bit. So it's good. And the young ones, of course, Turnbull, Patterson and Gilmore. Certainly Nathan Patterson and, and David Turnbull have caught the eye up here in Scotland this year with their performances for Rangers and Celtic. Billy Gilmore's a player that I've known for a long time. I know he's v- very, very well regarded at Chelsea. He, he's, it was nice to see him getting a, a few games recently in the team and looks as though he's over his, his injury and, and looking like a most, his old self. So it's good to get them involved in the squad. 
And what about some of the players that he's had to let down and who maybe through injury are out as well? Well, I, te- I tend only to work one camp back. So obviously in, in the March camp, before the March camp, I had four or five difficult phone calls. Players are left out of that camp. Uh, this time was, was really only two... Two difficult phone calls was Andrew Considine and Leon Palmer. Both obviously very disappointed, but we have the opportunity to make changes to the squad all the way up until the night before the or the day before the first game in the tournament. I've told them all, and it's a message for everybody who who maybe thought they had a chance to be involved is, is stay fit because with the COVID situation and injury situation, you never know. Barry, you'd never had that call, but it must be one of the toughest to say to say Andy Considine. I know you helped us to get there, uh, big time, but it's not happening for you. It must be tough. Yeah. It w- that would have been the, the toughest um, thing for Stevie Clark, mm. as you said. Uh, both Palmer and Considine have been in the last few squads, and and let's be honest, every time they've put the Scotland jersey on, they've not um, let the nation down. Um, so that would have been a difficult phone call, but that's what you're paid um, to do as a manager. You've got to make tough decisions. They're not nice at times, um, and as I said, it would have been a, a tough phone call. I'm sure the players will be disappointed, but he makes a great point at the end. You don't know with injuries, you don't know with the COVID situation, so these players need to keep themselves um, physically in good condition because they could still get that call. And we'll have the warm-up games and then the matches themselves. Uh, they'll be training, they're going to Spain. It's going to be just a few weeks, it's going to fly in, isn't it? How many days now? Until Euros 2020 in 2021. Uh, Barry, what was it like having fans in last night? Because we're looking forward to the fans being in for Scotland. You had... What? We had 250 and it was actually good. Um, it was good to see a lot of faces that I, I haven't seen for uh-huh. 14 months. Um, so we gave uh, the season ticket holders, uh, they get first choice, it went into a ballot. Um, and obviously it was good for the players that they got a family member to come and watch them because mm-hmm. I've said plenty of times and Mav, I'll be better qualified um, to talk about it. I take my hat off to the footballers mm. who have played in front of empty stadiums. They're that used to playing in front of crowds. When things are going against you, the crowd becomes a 12th man. They drive you on. So it was great just to have a bit of atmosphere. Um, a few a few shouts that were strange last night that um, mm. I'm turning around thinking, oh, I've no missed them. Um, but yeah. listen, it's good to get a bit of atmosphere mm. back in the ground again. Marvin, we saw it last night, you know, Chelsea against Leicester, what, 8,000 there at the bridge and 250. I was watching both games. <laughs> uh, but it is amazing to, to see the fans back. Uh, you look forward to that in the new year. Yeah, definitely. As Barry said, it, they can be the 12th man for you. You know, they really can drag you out of the probably darkest positions that you can be in. But it was weird. I felt that way at the start, but towards, you know, the second half of the season, I wanted to be booed. I wanted to hear anything, you know, <laughs> any sort of atmosphere I wanted to accept. So I just wanted to hear people being there. And we were lucky enough this season to play against Frost County and they were allowed 300 fans in um, for the match against us. And it felt like a full stadium because you've gone from, you know, it being so quiet and only hearing Davy Martindale on the side. We went to hearing fans and kind of drowned them out a little bit. But yeah, the fans are what make fo- makes football Um you know, I know every single player are missing them and that's whether they're home or away fans, whatever it is, just want some sort of atmosphere and it's fantastic to see them now coming back in their numbers. Yeah, we can't wait to see the fans back in big numbers. Sadly, not at the cup final this weekend unless they allow maybe the families in, Barry. I, I, I would yeah. hope I would hope that they, they maybe um, are speaking to the clubs and give them yeah. 50 tickets each mm-hmm. just to allow, whether it's their wife, partner, um, mum or dad, um, just to speak it's a special occasion mm-hmm. for these players, these Hibs players and these St. Johnson players, as I said. Cup finals don't come around a, lo- a lot uh, and it might be some of the players' only opportunity ever playing a cup final. So hopefully they, they're allowed one or two family members in because 
If it's 50 each, it's a 52,000-seater stadium. Um, surely they can socially distance um, the both sets of, of players' families. For sure. And we're going to have, what, 12,000 for the Czech Republic game. I'm not sure how many at Wembley. A bit more than that. It's at 20,000. And then 12,000 again uh, for Croatia. We'll be there with uh, the games throughout the summer. We'll be building up to the Euros and uh, the journey. We can't wait, Barry. We're going to be out and about. More news coming soon about that. Marvin, you might be on that boogie bus. <laughs> Remember, we thought the boogie bus would be in London, but we're not too sure. I suppose Andy Considine did bring that to us, that song, which I then uncovered. Uh, yes, sir, I can boogie. No doubt we'll hear that a lot over the summer, Barry. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I, yeah. honestly, I, I'm I'm excited. It's been a long 23 years. I was part of um, two teams that we failed in the, the playoff. Uh, We've done really well at home. We so just, close. Yeah, we yep. were very close a couple of times. Um, so I'm absolute buzzing um, for Scotland as a nation, but also these players. These players have done excellent an excellent job over the last couple of years since Stevie Clark's come in. And I'm sure they'll all be there to support them. And I'm more than positive that we can get out of the group poll. Quick break and then we're back. Marvin Bartley, Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney taking your calls 0808 17 17 700 and more on the squad next. Yeah, you, you know me, I'm not the type of guy that's going to be jumping up and down and, and shouting about things. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It's been a long six or seven weeks since we, we played the matches in, in March, the World Cup qualifiers, which I thought were some good performances. Uh, we look to build on that. We've got two friendly matches coming up where we can try one or two two things that, that will hope, hopefully help us in the tournament. Uh, but yeah it's, it's been a long wait since we qualified last November so it'll be great when we finally get to kick off in the first game against the Czech Republic The Go Radio Football Show talking football first listen live weeknights from five Thanks to Chris for the traffic and travel we have breaking news coming in just a, a second or two a young Scottish star has asked to get away from his club give you it in a second or two the Scotland squad for those of you just uh, tuning in after work the goalkeepers no surprises at all Craig Gordon David Marshall and John McLaughlin the defenders Liam Cooper Declan Gallagher Grant Hanley Jack Henry, Scott McKenna, Stephen O'Donnell, Nathan Patterson, Andy Robertson, Greg Taylor, Kieran Tierney. In the midfield, Stuart Armstrong, Ryan Christie, John Fleck, James Forrest, Ryan Fraser, Billy Gilmer, John McGinn, Callum McGregor, Scott McTominay, David Turnbull, and up front, Che Adams, Lyndon Dykes, Kevin Nisbet is in there too. Barry Ferguson loves the look of the squad. Do you like it? The only one that you thought would be Lee Griffiths who would be in there. And Marvin, it's a pretty solid squad for Scotland. Yeah, extremely solid squad. And, and as Steve Clark alluded to there, you know, he's got some young boys in it to freshen it up as well. You know, Barry will tell you when, when young players come in and, you know, they're, they're buzzing to be around the place, it takes the, the atmosphere up a little bit. It takes probably the temper up a little bit as well. But no, it's a, it's a fantastic squad. And you know, the only surprise for me was, was not seeing Palmer in there. But obviously, Patterson's came in and done extremely well um, in the games he started and, and you know he, he is the future so you know that's, that's probably the only one for me but no it's a brilliant squad The breaking news is that uh, Lewis Ferguson has asked Aberdeen for a transfer that has come in to us and Barry I threw that to you there during the break so your nephew has asked for a transfer he's got uh, yeah, I thought you were going yeah. to ask Marvin <laughs> <laughs> I'll ask him too but we have to go straight to you we always cut to the chase on goal it is breaking news for you um, what do you feel? Um, well, we, we spoke about it in, in Monday night. Um, obviously, we'd seen there's, there's quite a bit of interest and Watford had, had come in and, and made a, an offer for Lewis. And, and I do think it is time for Lewis to, to make that next step. Um, he's done a, his apprenticeship, obviously, doing really well at Hamilton and moving on to Aberdeen under Derek. And I think he, 
he progressed as a as a player, um, and he's coming up in twenty two now. So I think it's now time for him to make that move. Look, young players, our footballers in general, are, are um, advised by by obviously agents, and uh, whether it's the right advice or not to go in and, and hand a transfer request in. Um, I'm not too sure if that's the right decision. But Lewis is his own man, Paul. Um, he's a an old head. Should I say in young yeah. shoulders? He, he's um, he's quite a responsible young man. He's he, he knows what he wants in life, and he knows he wants a crack at the the, the big time in football. And um, we just need to see where it where it goes from here. But I, I'm sure over the summer uh, there'll be a lot of speculation, and mm. I can see him moving on. Marvin, the club have said they received the written transfer request from Lewis Ferguson after Aberdeen had dismissed what they described as an insulting offer from an English Premier League club. The offer was rejected. And we've heard that, you know, Watford, they, they want him. We don't know if it is. What do you feel about Lewis Ferguson putting this in? Well, as, as Barry said there, you know, he's he's an ambitious young man. So if he sees whatever whoever the club was is the right move for him, then, you know, he's within his rights to do this. You know, if we were talking about Lewis Ferguson not playing very well, then Aberdeen wouldn't be giving him a new contract, you know, mm. coming towards the end of his deal. So it works both ways. You know, I understand it. Obviously, if he is going down to England, the, the money there will be far greater than what he gets paid now. Um, that you know the standard of players he's playing around, and there's no disrespect to Aberdeen players, will also be better. So, you know, if he's got ambitions, he's probably seen this this squad today as well and thought, Do you know what, if I can get down to England, if I can get in and play in the Premier League or the top end of the of the Championship, it gives me a far greater chance to get in a squad. You know, he's probably seen the other midfielders are in there that are very very good, and and he's had a great season at Aberdeen, by the way. So if he's thought to himself, right, if I've done anything I can at this football club and it's not got me in there, I have to move on. You know, to progress my career. You know, both club football and international football. Do I agree with transfer requests? You know, it's down to the individual. Yeah. You know, as, as Barry said, you know, agents will will tell players what to do. Yeah. Um, and, and, and as a young man, it's very hard to go against that, especially when they start throwing figures at you and everything else. So, yeah, it's not an easy thing to do. You know, nobody wants to see it done this way, but, you know, hopefully the club get the money that they want for him and, and he goes on to further his career. You make a great point. If clubs don't really want you, they, they're quickly enough just to let you go. Um, but, yeah, the ball's in his court. We'll come back to that in a wee while, but Lewis Ferguson has uh, handed in a written transfer Request. You don't hear that too often these days in football. I'm going to go on to the line. Reagan is standing by about Scotland. Uh, Reagan, good evening. Hi, Paul. How are you doing? Good. We're well, thank you. Hope you're well and you like the look I'm of the Scotland good. squad. Yeah. Paul is a great squad. I'm really happy that Ben Wright is in the squad. He's been great all season for Hibs. And I'm so glad David David Trumbo's in the squad too. Paul, I mean, Yep. He's been outstanding for Celtic. Mm-hmm. Sh- Celtic have been terrible, but he's been the one player that's stood out. He sure um, has. And I'm, and I'm so glad to see, see Patterson in there as well, because I thought in the old firm game at Ibrox, he, he, he made Celtic uh, play so much. He played so well that day. Marvin, that's good, isn't it? You know, big Celtic fan Reagan saying good to see Nathan Patterson in, in the squad. Yeah, of course it is because, you know, when it comes to international football, um, you know, rivalries at club football should go away. You know, everybody's Scottish and everyone wants Scotland to do well. So, you know, you have to be honest about it. And Patterson has been fantastic in the games he's played. And it is refreshing to hear it from you. He said a Celtic fan said it about a Rangers player. That's the way it should be. You know, forget about what club they play for. Now they're all playing for the same country and... You know, it, it's Reagan's country. So, yeah, no, it's a good thing. You know, you said Scottish there. I loved that. It was your kind of Scottish. <laughs> Marvin Bartley. Marvin Bartley here on the radio. <laughs> I'm also delighted to see Kevin Nisbet because I just think it's a great story. Yeah. Obviously, getting freed by yeah. Partick Thistle. 
um, when they were in the, the Premier League, I think it was, and then he went down to League One with Wraith Rovers mm. and scored goals, got his move to Dunfermline in the Championship, scored goals, got his move to Hibs. And I've got to be honest with you, I think this season he's been he's been great. I've seen a few people, uh, I'm sure Kevin Nisbet had a wee pop back at John Collins saying he, he, was, he was lazy. Yeah. Every time I've seen Ke- Kevin Nisbet, I don't know what Marv thinks. I've been really impressed with him. He's a, he's a real goal scorer, but I like his work ethic as well. I think it's there. And I think there's a real a real chance that he could go right to the top, Kevin Nisbet. Yeah, he's a real fox in the box. You're, you're definitely <laughs> right. He, he, he literally is. And, and that's why I was saying about Lee Griffiths not being in the squad and Nisbet yeah. being in there. You know, he's probably a, a younger version of him. His finishing is, is absolutely yeah. unbelievable. We look at some of his goals and, you know, <laughs> sometimes people look at Strzok and say, oh, he's lazy, he's this and he's that. But he does work hard. Mm-hmm. You know, he does work hard. He might not run the channels all the time, but he'll drop in to help the midfield and drop into the number 10. He will run in behind if it's if he's running in on goal. And that's why you want your strikers. You know, you're a manager. You want them running in that kind of middle third of, of, of the pitch. Um, and and, that, and that's, he plays to his strength. So, yeah, he was right to have a... Shows he's got a bit of character as well, mm-hmm. having a pop back as well, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's great to see that because he, he's got belief in his own ability. Um, he disagreed with what... A few pundits have, have said about yeah. him, but listen, he does his talking on the pitch and we by his performances with Hibs this season, as Marv mentioned earlier, he had a difficult, I think, two or three weeks after his move fell through at the end of January. He regrouped, dusted himself down and continued to work hard in the last couple of months for Hibs. He's been he's been excellent for me. I love that, the fox in the box. <laughs> and let's hope that happens uh, over the summer. Marvin, what do you think, uh, David Turnbull, future Celtic captain maybe, Reagan was paying tribute to the season he's had. You know, we all know the story, you know, when uh, the injury, the operation, it was found that they, he couldn't go to Celtic, he had to go back to Motherwell. And the way he dug in, got himself fit and started the season for yeah. Motherwell. His mentality was was unbelievable. I spoke to him in the summer um, during the Did kind you? of the lockdown, yep. yeah, and um, we were doing some stuff on, on, on social media platform and he was very, very honest and mm. said it was heartbreaking for him. But to see him, you know, turn that around and, you know, you say start the season at Motherwell then, then come into Celtic and finish the season the way he has, it shows for a young man that strong mindset to have that because a lot of players would have thought, you know, that's my kind of chance gone. But he believed in himself and his own ability and, you know, full credit to him for now being in this squad. Future captain is difficult, you know. Captain's a, a difficult job, as, as me and Barry will, will tell you. So <laughs> yeah. whether he has that about him, I'm not sure. But as a footballer, um, an absolutely fantastic player and an even better person. He seems M- yeah. Motherwell done like a, a, a film I don't know if you've seen it yeah. a, a, a small documentary on their, their social media I actually watched it and it was great to see because it was a tough time for him yeah. obviously missing out on that move first time knowing that he had a knee problem well he didn't know he had a knee problem no. so he had to go away and, and obviously get the operation he had to work through rehab and to come back and get that move again shows you that he's got a great character about him and he's been really in, in I've been really impressed, sorry, with him at Celtic this season. Celtic have struggled as a, a team, we all know that, but he's one um, player who stood out for Celtic. And Regan, you know that uh, Marvin knows Eddie Howe and uh, he may be listening, you never <laughs> know. Any sign of him? Where are you, Regan? Are you watching the M74? <laughs> is the car on the way up yet? Is there is a helicopter? Any sign? <laughs> no, Paul, I still don't see the, see the Eddie Howe bus yet. Uh, <laughs> it's still on the, still on the, the bus... The, the bus station. Yeah. Uh, but who who would you start uh, with, Regan? And goals. If if we go as the goalkeeper, because they're going to go through the squad with Barry and Marvin. Would it be David Marshall who, well, he saved that penalty, helped to take us there. Craig Gordon who played really well in the last game, or probably not so much, but young John McLaughlin who we saw for Rangers the other week, and it reminded us what a great young keeper he is. What do you think, uh, Regan? Who would you play against uh, the Czech Republic? Oh, uh, Paul, it wouldn't need to be David Marshall. I mean, he was incredible in that night. 
in Serbia. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was born in 1998, and David Marshall gave me my, my first tournament mm-hmm. as a young boy, so I had to be David Marshall for me. Barry, I know we spoke about it the other night, and you're it's a, you're it's a hard know, one. I know. Yeah. Listen, I've played with both Craig Gordon mm-hmm. and, and David Marshall, and, and uh, David Marshall's a very good goalkeeper, mm-hmm. but Craig Gordon's for me a top goalkeeper. Um, and it would be harsh on David Marshall let's be honest Regan makes a good point there we just need to think back to Serbia the, the mm. penalty saves but if you're asking me right now I yeah. think Steve Clark would go with Craig Gordon Marvin I'm, go- I'm going with Marshall um, <laughs> yeah. I'm a bit softer than Barry yeah. I think you know it's, it's probably his shirt to lose at international football yeah. I know he's been mm. in and out of the derby team but I think he's deserved a, to, to start the first game for me or the mm. first friendly and do you think that has an effect because he's been in and out at Derby? Um, it's not been his best season. And if your team is struggling, as Derby have been, um, they almost went down. Whereas Craig Gordon, uh, they're the champions. Does that affect you? Uh, I don't think so. I think when he goes to the international team and, and he puts that shirt on, he's, he's totally different. He remembers what he's done for Scotland rather than you know what's been going on at Derby. Um, you know, I think you're talking about an elite player and, and goalkeeper is such a, a difficult position. I think they're very much driven on, you know, what's the here and now and what's going on now. So, you know, I think he'll just rem- be remembering what's happened happened in Serbia in ser- terms of saving a penalty and everything else. So, yeah, I think he'll be fine. I, I would definitely be starting him. I'm too harsh. <laughs> That's, right. That's why you're a top manager, Barry. Yeah. Well, going on to be. Yeah, we, well, we had somebody the other night saying you were too kind. So uh, you're too, you can never win. You can't win, can you? No. Yeah. Um, right, let's hear from Steve Clark speaking about the new caps that everyone is excited to see. No, I think they, I think they all add something to the squad. Uh, everyone goes to the training camp in Spain on a level footing. Everyone's there. They've all got their chance to play their way into the team in the Euros. You remember that, going to Spain for training camps and things? Uh, I was lucky enough to go to the World Cups uh, over the years and I'm really excited for people like Reagan. Reagan, you were born in 1998, you said, so we were obviously in France and I never thought for a minute that we wouldn't be back at a tournament. I can't believe it because we were there time after time. Um, It's going to be amazing, Barry, isn't it? It's going to be different, but we'll have fans back in and... uh, yeah, it's exciting that he's going for Billy Gilmer, for example. What would you say about the, the Chelsea star? Well, I, I watched him a number of times when he was um, 15-year-old uh, at Rangers, Rangers when he was yeah. playing in uh, the under-18s, and, and he was a standout back then. Um, and he obviously made the decision to go down to Chelsea, uh, which is a big move for a, a young kid. And brave. Down to London, uh, very, very brave. Um, to go away for your family to go into a, a big city like London and a big club like Chelsea. Um, but he's progressed through the ranks and when I've watched him with Chelsea, he's been outstanding. He, he really has. He, he, he'll take the ball under pressure. Um, real good football player. But what I like him as well, he, he works hard. He's he's a, he's a bit of, he's got a bit of a graft in him as well. So great to see the young players and it's it's refreshing to hear Stevie Clark say that they'll go away to the, the training camp in Spain and it's up to these players to play their way into the team. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's leaving the door open for not just the young boys, but that's starting to live in. They've got to go and prove in training and in the friendly games leading up to the first game against Czech Republic. So the, the door's wide open for, for places in that team. Great place to be playing your football at Stamford Bridge. Obviously, they, they lost the manager, Frank Lampard, at the turn of the year. Tuchel's come in. How do you think Tuchel is uh, dealing with Billy Gilmer? He's played a limited amount of time, but what do you where do you stand on Billy Gilmer? Yeah, um, before we even move on to Billy Gilmer, it's so fantastic to see him and Patterson in there, especially because of the yeah. performance schools that Scotland put together. You know, it was something that 
I was reading on about earlier and they were saying that, you know, Scotland would qualify for the 2020. I can't remember who actually said it, so I'm doing them a disservice here. They said, and we'll have a few boys within that squad. So it's so good to see that bear fruit. And, you know, these two young boys come in there. Um, in terms of Billy, he's such a young player. You know, he's playing with the world's best down there. You know, he's playing with a Champions League finalist um, in, in terms of Chelsea. Um, you know, boys who have won, like Kante, have won the World Cup. So even training with these sorts of players and being around that environment is a massive, massive positive. Yes, he would want to play more. Everyone wants to play more if you're, you know, in and out of the team. But I think just being in and around it and his time will come, there's no doubt about it. And he's, he's earned his place in this squad f from the games he started for Chelsea. Yes, he's not played too many games, kind of like Patterson, but when he has played, he's been fantastic. So, yeah, he's more than deserving of it. And when you look at the first names in the squad there, obviously Kieran Tierney, Andy Robertson, so it's great to see some Glasgow Lanarkshire lads there, Reagan, right at the heart of the team with our captain. And Kieran Tierney, arguably, maybe the player of the season. Oh, Paul, it's been great. I mean, it's just, the, the big the big the big dilemma for Steve Clark is trying to fit those two in the same team. Yeah. I mean they're just ex exceptional players. Um I just want to ask Bly as well, Paul, who would who would Marvin and, and Barry have in their midfield with David Tumbo and Dolly Gilmore and John McGinn? Or would it be Callum McGregor? My three in midfield yep. would be Callum McGregor, Scott McTominay and John McGinn. Right, you've got McTominay in the midfield. Yeah. Yes. Alongside John McGinn. Marvin? Yeah, I've gone for two number eights and McGregor and McTominay and, and Fraser and McGinn playing off, off Adams. So yeah, I'm agreeing with Barry there. Um, that would be McTominay definitely for me. Yeah, going to midfield. Been... He's been fantastic for Man United. I just he is good at the back when it's got yeah. trying to play from the back, but yeah. no disrespect. I don't not sure how much possession is gonna actually be had in these games. So get him in his rightful position and, and centre midfield, he, he's wonderful. You happy with that, Reagan? Oh did it did it definitely Paul. And finally, I just want to say to Barry, I paid my 10 quid last night to watch the Chelsea Hearts again. <laughs> Good man, Regan. Uh, it, it was great to watch. I mean, they, uh, I mean, they, they throw into the game, Barry, but hopefully you can get a few more goals on Sunday and they can uh, get, get that into League 2. Thanks, Regan. That's great, Regan. Well done. Last night you paid the £10, up from eight the other night. And uh, <laughs> I was thinking we should have asked Rob to go along and help the commentary team. Your, your local lads do really well, but at halftime they take the break. And I was expecting the recap. Even I had it ready with it. There it is. After 16 minutes, they, they go and they take the break and they sit in over there. Um, but to, but be, to be fair, all the, the, the clubs that have had their own TV, they've done a great job this season. Amazing. Yeah. Yep. Club TV, um, it's, it's been. It's been great for the fans because mm -hmm. obviously it's the next best thing that they can mm -hmm. go and watch their, their heroes play. And um, it also generates a bit of money for the clubs as well. Certainly does. It's been great for the clubs this season. Regan, thanks very much for your call. We'll speak to you. 0808 17 17 700. We're on the Go Radio Football Show in the company of Barry Ferguson and Marvin Bartley. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Go Radio Football Show, Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson, Marvin Bartley and loads of your calls coming in as well. And we're sending all our best to Peter Lowell and the family. That was uh, absolutely horrendous. Uh, in the early hours of this morning, um, the fire at uh, his house, the garage just next to it and adjoining, it's just horrific. Luckily, everyone escaped and everyone is okay. It's a police matter. Uh, but Peter and all the family, everyone in football, wishing him and the family all the very best. Stay safe. It's um, We've never known a time like this and um, football comes together at times like this. It's the last thing that we want to see for anyone. But a police inquiry is going on. And, uh, well, 
we, hopefully we get back to the football itself uh, for Peter uh, and for everyone associated with him. Go Radio Football Show, Barry Ferguson, Marvin Bartley, loads of your calls coming in about the Scotland squad. We're looking forward to the matches. We'll hear from uh, Steve Clark now speaking about, uh, well, what happens if they pick up some injuries? Yeah, you get, a little bit, you get a little bit nervous watching the games. You see them getting subbed off like a couple went off last night and you're hoping that you're hoping that there's nothing serious, there's nothing happened. So the good news for last night is nothing serious, nothing happened. So still a few more games to go. I'll watch the games. I hope that nobody else picks up an injury. But like I said before, anybody who thought they could be in the original squad, still matches to be played, so keep yourself fit and be ready. Yeah, we'll be watching still plenty of games coming up south of the border. Here, of course, it's the cup final. Marvin, does it bring it back for you? I know it was only a few months ago, St Johnson, so they're playing Hebs, your old club. You'll be looking forward. You'll be working, I would imagine, at the weekend on that. You'll be on the telly. Yeah, I yeah. am. I am. I thought you said, does it bring back you know memories yeah. of 2016? But you were talking about the defeat with Livingston. Uh, I was, I was going <laughs> to start on that and then take you to 2016. Yeah, yeah let's do it because Barry will love that. <laughs> Not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's what a fantastic, you know, fantastic day and, and these players are absolutely buzzing for this now you always almost going to the last game before the cup final thinking please don't get injured please don't get injured kind of like the boys for the Euros um, so yeah now the build up's all for, for that cup final um, obviously it's, it's, it's heartbreaking there's no fans in there at all um, you know the, the league cup final was, was very strange but for me the Scottish cup final is the pinnacle you know that, mm. that's the big one um, and, and to have no fans in there when you've got you know 12,000 fans in for the for the Scotland game you know not too long after that um, is a strange one but you know listen those players will be looking forward to it it's a massive day um, and if they can go on to win it you know they'll, they'll be uh, they'll be living legends it doesn't seem to make sense does it really no fans there just now and 20,000 at the FA Cup final yeah it, it makes zero sense to me and obviously you know there's people a lot cleverer than me uh, making these decisions but yeah I just I just don't get it I, I really really don't get it um you know, we're coming to this stage now where there's fans at you know, other grounds and, you know, England not too far away. I think, you know, Newcastle have got X amount of fans in today as well. So yeah. it's just it's 8, just 000. so strange. Yeah. yeah, it's so strange. You, you would take that, it would take a thousand there at this moment yeah. in time, you know. So just so their f families and friends can come in, a few season ticket holders who have put their money into these clubs, by the way, not, not knowing how many games they would watch. A lot of the people probably thought we won't watch any games as has happened. So, you know, just a little bit of reward for season ticket holders would have been absolutely fantastic. But, you know, it's not meant to be. Special week for everybody associated with St. Johnson and Hibs. And it's a pity, Barry, that they can't have anyone there at the game. You've said it already. We'll do more about it on Friday when you're on. But uh, it's the week of the year that you love probably more than any week. Cup final week. Yeah, it's the, I mean, it's a, it's a brilliant trophy to win. As I've said a few times, I've been lucky enough to win it five times. And um, cup final day is, is a magical day. And I know there's fans not allowed in, but surely they come to their senses and allow close family members, um, even if it's just two tickets per uh, player, mm. just to allow their... They're either partner, dad, mum, whatever, brother, sister. Uh, just to spend that that special day because when you win it, it's brilliant. But also, when you lose it, you you can look up and you can, um, your family members will be proud of you. So it's a great great occasion. Um, and I'm looking forward to the game. I've got to be honest with you. St. Johnson have had a, an exceptional second half of the season. Um, and Hibs as well, finishing the best of the rest. Mm -hmm. Third, Jack Ross has got them into a a cup final and what a season it could be for Hibs as well going to be some end to the season and we'll bring you the build up all the way through until the weekend right Scotland that's the big news today they, uh, they did it well I thought at lunchtime the, you know, the announcement of the 26 man squad for the Euros who wants to go first with the team will we go through it um, 
Barry, you you got the squad right all bar one. How do you think we'll line up? Well, we say for the first game, or what would be your starting eleven for yeah the Czech Republic? Right, you yep. want me to go? I just scribbled someone yeah. out there. I'll, <laughs> <know who that is. laughs> I'll go Craig Gordon. Craig Gordon. Yep. Obviously, he, he goes with a back three, so I'll go with Declan Gallagher, Hanley, and Tierney. Right. Two wing backs: James Forrest on the right. Andy Roberts on the left, midfield three, McTominay, McGregor and McGinn. I'm going to go with Shea Adams and Kevin Nisbet. Right, so you're going with Adams and Nisbet and no Dykes for the for, no. the, for the first match. Marvin, how's your team for I'm that? I'm going yeah. Marshall in goal, back three of Tierney, Cooper in the middle, Hendry on the right. Uh, this, this was a difficult one, but I'm going to go with O'Donnell, right wing back, uh, Robertson, left wing back, two number eights, McTominay and McGregor. And then Fraser and McGinn playing off Jay Adams. Mm-hmm. Barry, what do you make of Marvin's yeah, lineup? It's, it's yeah. possible. Uh-huh. I mean, he's got like a probably core of 16 players there where he could pick 11 from. And it's it's depending on the opposition, mm. depending on what way the Czech Republic play. Because I, I do know for a fact Czech Republic and Croatia and England play mm-hmm. different styles of football. So you, you pick a team to suit. Uh, to come up, sorry, against a, a certain style of, of who you're playing against. So, look, it could be this the team that Mav's going with, it could be the team that I'm going with. Uh, probably both of us have got it totally wrong. <laughs> <laughs> there's every chance of that. Mm. Um, but listen, that's why you've got a big squad because sure. there's a lot of quality there and any of the players in that squad could play in the starting 11. Mm-hmm. Who's up front for you again, Marv? Chai Adams. Yeah, Adams. Yeah. yeah, I think everyone is, would, would agree. I like, I, I'll yeah. be honest with you, um, what I find that was, I know we tried to Amazing. get him a few years ago, um, and I knew Stevie Clark was working hard in the background to get him. Real good player. Mm-hmm. Every time I see Southampton play, Shea Adams mm-hmm. excites me, impresses me. Um, and for me, he's Scotland's number one striker. What a shame if we'd missed out on him, Marv. So it was good. Was that the manager? Was that Stevie Clark who kept going to try and get him? Yeah, I imagine yeah. so. I, I imagine so. And, you know, Steve Clark wants the best possible squad. And, and that includes having Che Adams in there. So I imagine that, you know, him and his staff are working extremely hard to get him. Um, you know, they've convinced him that this is the future for him. And, and I think even when he came in for the first game, he just saw that the level of striker he was mm-hmm. just took Scotland to up a little bit. And, yeah. and that's what you want. You know, when you bring players in and, you know, you've been chasing players. I know a few of the fans were umming and ahhing about it. You know, if he doesn't want to play, then, you know, forget about him. And then after the first game, everyone was like, nah, we, this is what we needed. So, yeah, really good striker. And obviously he's in both our teams. Mm-hmm. The, the beauty with Shea Adams as well, when, when he plays up front with Danny Ings, he can actually play up top himself or number 10 position, yeah. mm-hmm. which he's done quite um, quite a few occasions for... Southampton, I agree with what Marv says. He is that next level. You don't play in the Premier League um, week in, week out with Southampton, who are a, a very good team as well. So, no, I, I was delighted when we, we actually got the announcement that he was going to be part of uh, the Scotland national team. And he has made a difference, there's no doubt about it. And there was quite a few people mumping moaning about it. But mm. you've got the chance to get a quality yeah. player, you grab it with both hands, and she Adams is a quality player. It worked for Ireland, didn't it? Remember they did it yep. a number of years ago. They played, you know, players who had maybe a granny or whatever, or a, you get some your association. Best players, though. That's, yeah. that's what you do. You get mm. your best players. Course, you know, yeah. it's not like you're getting someone who can't play for Scotland. You can play for Scotland. You know, these are the rules. He, he can play for Scotland. Go and get him. You know, whoever whoever's going to improve the squad and, and the starting eleven, go and do it. It's all about winning for me. You know, if Scotland going to win the Euros now, yeah. no one's saying, oh, well, you know, he shouldn't have been playing or he shouldn't have been playing. <laughs> We're just watching there on Sky and there he is. Harry Kane is the £150 million player. He wants out as well. There's Gareth Bale, the Welsh star, 
just uh, coming out. He's on the bench. Harry Kane, that was no surprise. It broke just the other night, uh, Barry. Um, he wants away from Tottenham. He wants to win trophies. Can you, bl- can you blame him? No, no. That, that's what you want to do as a, a footballer. And, and when you play at the highest level, you want to try and win medals and pick up trophies. And he feels, he probably feels he's not going to do that at Spurs. Um, but he'll not be short of offers. For me, Harry Kane, he's a, he's a top class player. Um, again, and he done it the hard way. He had to go out and loan. I think he, his first loan club was late in Orient. Yeah, then he was, went. Yeah. I played against him actually when he was in loan at Leicester. What was he like? Yeah, yeah. You could see there was there was a player in there, mm. um, and I like seeing that he's went out and get the experience. Mm. And now for me, he's one of the best, if not the best, striker in the world. Mm. Yeah. Marvin, you played against him. Yeah, <laughs> try to get near him. Yeah. We've got no way near him. But yeah, as Barry said there, for me, he's 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 the best striker in the world mm. at, at this moment in time. And I think the Aguero situation with him leaving Man City maybe forced his hand because mm-hmm. he probably yeah. thinks this is my chance now. You know, Man City are going to spend some money on a centre forward. Mm. I want it to be me. And and you want to win trophies. You know, he's done ever so well for Tottenham. You know, ever yeah. so well. He's carried the team for a long, long time. You know, and and he's been loyal enough to them. Um, and I think their fans will understand. Listen. It's time for him to move on, and, and they rebuild with the money they'll get for him. And more importantly for us, have we got the defenders to put the shackles on him on June the eighteenth? <laughs> Let's go with a back eight for that. Yeah, game. yeah I just put Tierney on him. What's that? Tierney. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, a real battle with those two, and they'll know each other now. You know, having played against each other, the Arsenal, Tottenham. It's fascinating, isn't it? It's absolutely brilliant. Can you believe that's the first hour in already? There is so much football on tonight, and I heard uh, the manager saying that he'll be watching all the games. You know, Aston Villa, John McGinn is he? Is he going to be okay? You're, you're also watching. You don't want to see anything to happen to the England players. That, so, that's yeah. a worry for him, isn't it? Yeah. Listen, it's it's one of the things. It's just part of football, but he'll be sitting closely watching these games and praying that, that none of these top players um, get injured but I see McTominay come off the other night for, for Manchester City but yep. just in mm-hmm. terms of McTominay I think he's turned into a top player yeah. McTominay he's, certainly this season he's went up a couple of levels he's been brilliant for Man City and if you watch all the big games yeah, he always starts for, for Manchester United I'm going to ask you about Scott McTominay just after the news at 6 The Go Radio Football Show Talking football first Listen live weeknights from 5 I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy Gary, what a job you did out there today It was was unbelievable You saw the customers' faces when that boiler went in It was a really special moment And what about the overall performance? Unreal, You, you could really feel the heat out there I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy. On the day when Steve Clark announces the 26-man squad for the Euros 2020, which are just three weeks away, just over three weeks, then the news is that Patterson, Nathan Patterson, Billy Gilmer and David Turnbull are in there. So too Kevin Nisbet. No place for Ryan Gold, no place for Lee Griffiths and Andy Considine. That's probably the headlines. Other headlines coming in tonight is that Lewis Ferguson has put in a written transfer request at Aberdeen. The club themselves said, yep, there was an offer for the player, but they said it was a a very poor one and they wouldn't accept it. So Lewis has asked for a transfer out of Pataudry. And there's games on tonight in England. And we're watching Villa and Tottenham have just kicked off. And of course, John McGinn playing for Villa. We'll keep you right up to date in the next hour. You can call in 0808 17 17 700 and the experience in the studio. We want to speak about, well, the season just gone past. Rangers, the champions by 25 
points and with us a man who's played against them a number of times this season Marvin Bartley and also the former Rangers captain the Rangers legend Barry Ferguson and what is happening at Celtic 2 any sign of Eddie Howe although Celtic fans pleased to hear that he is reported to not be interested in the Crystal Palace job well what do you think 08, 08 17 17 700 and what about the Scotland squad Derek is on the line Derek good evening Good evening, panel. How are you? Uh, the panel, thank uh, Not bad yourself. Good, we're well, thank you. Uh, does the panel think that uh, Scotland will get out of that section? Uh, I'm a bit surprised he's taken James Forrest and Nathan Patterson. I don't think they have merited enough to get into the squads. And I heard Barry saying there about Scott McTominay. Uh, I heard Roy Keane saying Manchester United will win nothing if he gets a game with them. So, what is, is Barry? I take it Barry must have a different opinion from Roy Keane. Sparky, some good questions there. Yeah, yeah I've got a different, <laughs> yeah. I think Scott McTominay's turned into a top player. Mm-hmm. Yep. He, he plays, you, you just need to watch all the, the big games that Man United play, whether it's in Europe, whether it's against um, Chelsea, Man City. He's always in the starting 11. Um, so, for me, over the past year, I wasn't too sure of him, mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you, a couple of years ago. But I think as times went on, he's grew into become a, a real top midfield player. Do you not think he has progressed big time, Derek? I don't know what it's a lot of Manchester United. I just heard yeah. that Roy Keane saying that they'll never win anything if he plays every week with them. Mm-hmm. He says that, I think it was last week he says that on the sky, that they would never win anything if him and that he mentioned another player plays every week. Manchester United will win nothing. Mm. Could be a bit like when Alan Hansen was reported to say that uh, you know Man United would win nothing with the young players uh, when Fergie was in charge and he got that one wrong. Uh, Marvin, what do you reckon about Scott McTominay? How good now? Yeah, I agree with Barry. Um, I think he's come on leaps and bounds. You know, 24 years of age and and you've got a pundit saying they'll win nothing with him playing. I don't really get it. Um, you know, I think he's a fantastic player. Um, he might not be everyone's cup of tea because he does the ugly, ugly side mm-hmm. of the game as well, really well. But you need those sort of players in your team. It was it was actually McTominay and Fred who uh, Roy Keane had said it about. But, you know, Solskjaer's turned Man United around and McTominay's been a huge part of that. You know, sitting second in the league, nobody would have thought that at the start of the season. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a very confusing thing to say. But for me, McTominay's been been absolutely brilliant and it will only get better. As I said, he's 24 years of age. So to write him off this early and say United won't win anything with him in the team is... For me, actually, quite disrespectful. Yeah, he's not going to go and beat four and five players and whip no. it into the, the, the top corner. But Mav, Mav makes a real good point there. He's a different type of player. He'll go and he'll dig in, but he's also a good footballer. Yeah, he can pass the ball. He's um, he, he can get about the pitch. Um, and he'll get I, the ball for the players you're talking about. They're going to go and beat four or yeah, five players. I, I just think he's key. Um, not just for Man United, but he's he's um, he had Stevie Clarkson. I, I think it was the last squad that he is one of the most important players for him. He's been speaking about McTominay and Gilmore because the two of them have got, well, there's a Champions League final and a Europa League final coming up. Yeah, the idea is that they'll, they'll join us later. Uh, it's obviously great that they're both going to be involved in a major European final. So the idea is that they'll both join us in Portugal. So when we get to Portugal, they, they can join us in. Unless, of course, they, they turn down that, op- that offer and, and want to join us earlier, which they're more than welcome to do. What do you think? Your first point, Derek, who would you have in then instead of uh, the players that you felt hadn't done enough? You said, what, Nathan, Nathan Patterson? And was it David Turnbull? No, James Forrest. James Forrest, sorry, that's right, with Forrest being out. So, Derek, who would you have in? I'm not a Scotland supporter. I want England to win the tournament. I think England's got a really, really good chance of winning it. So I don't really support Scotland. But I just don't think James Forrest has been out most of the season. Injured. 
and Nathan Patterson. Uh, I, I just don't think he's done enough to be in the Scotland squad, and they're a massive Rangers fan. He's a good player, and he'll be a massive player for Rangers in the future. But at the moment, I just don't think he's done enough to be in the squad. Barry, I, I yeah. think he's in the squad because of the, the, the three extra places. Mm-hmm. Nathan Patterson, I think if it was back down to 23 players, I don't think um, the three younger players, i.e., David Turnbull, Nathan Patterson, or, or Billy Gilmore, would have been in there. Mm-hmm. In this Barry, sorry about that. Just that in the background. Is that because, Derek, you said you're a Scotsman <laughs> but you want England to win? Somebody's dialed 999. But I, sorry, listen, yeah. I know Nathan Patterson's not played a lot of football, but the potential's there. Mm. And what a great experience it's going to be for that young kid being about this squad, going and experiencing um, a European Championship. So I would have him in. Yeah. Is this a knock on effect as well, isn't it? We have these young players. Mm. Sorry, go yeah, ahead. Do you think England could win the tournament? Yeah, well, look, England have got top-class players. There's no doubt about it. Um, but I've got to go with Scotland here. <laughs> um, we obviously got England in the group, but listen, England are. We're just talking about one of the players there. They've got the best forward in the, the world for me and Harry Kane. Marvin, sorry, you were going to say, I'll come back to you in a second, Derek. I want to ask you something, but Marv? No, I was just saying that obviously the point he was making on kind of Patterson, it's kind of a knock-on effect because you have these young players in the squad and, and going to the Euros and it's the first time Scotland have been there, I think it's 23 years or whatever else. So, you know, in six years' time, Patterson's still going to be a young man, but he can pass it on to the future players that are not in this squad and say how it felt to be there. So it's so different when you've got somebody who's been there and, and explaining the experience to you rather than someone who's saying, oh, did you watch Scotland in the Euros? He would have been there. So it's a very clever thing from Steve Clark for me to have him in and around it and then he can knock it on to the next generation of, of young players who, you know, one day he'll be the old man of the group kind of thing. So it, it makes sense. It makes perfect sense. Derek, I'm just going to ask you, Scottish and you, you support England? Uh, I just don't support Scotland at all. Uh, I would rather England win the tournament. So, so, it's just a preference of Yeah, I mean, we're in democracy. So when we play England, who do you want to win? Right. <laughs> I'm very supporting England, yes. Honestly, I've, I've never encountered that. Yeah. I've, ne- I've never found that. Um, that's strange. But, well, listen, you pay your money. We are in a democracy. I, 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 yeah. guarantee, I, guarantee, I guarantee, Paul, if you did a poll one day with Rangers fans, I would guarantee, I would say 60-40 would support, no. support England. Against uh, our own country? No. no I, yes. I, I don't think yes. so, Derek. Anyway, right, listen. I, hey. I, I, yeah, Okay. Okay, Barry, you're shaking your head. A Rangers legend, Scotland captain in the past. Uh, no, listen, uh, it's, it's up to Derek. Derek sure, of course. Derek yeah. will make his own choices, and he yeah. obviously wants England to do well. I've got no problem with that. Um, but for me, I want, I want my country to, to go and do well. It's been a tough 23 years. I so think we'll... I think between England, France, and Belgium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, three great no, sides. No. Yeah, and I don't no. think anyone would argue against <laughs> Belgium as well. Uh, phenomenal. What about for your own teams? Because we're just about to, Barry and I were speaking there with Marvin during the break to ask you, Marvin, you've played against Rangers this season. What kind of changes? Derek's been saying they don't have to sell players. I mean, they may well. If you get a Ryan Jack, uh, sorry, a Ryan Kent, 25 yeah. million offer or something, maybe 20 million plus, yeah. or Morelos or whatever. Um, what do you feel about a changeover during the summer? Should Rangers sell one or two of the biggest assets? Yeah, well, my thought behind it was that, you know, if you've got some, you know, moves that people see as perceive as like bigger moves than, than being at Rangers, then I think if Rangers keep turning these bids down, it's going to be more difficult to bring in, you know, the top talent that they do bring in. They can use Rangers almost, and it sounds disrespectful because Rangers is such a big club, but as a stepping stone kind of yeah. thing, if you're going to go into one of the, you know, Europe's bigger clubs, 
Um, so I think if Rangers keep turning the bids down, it's going to be hard to get these boys in. Because at this moment in time, you bring in a Ryan Kent and say, listen, from Liverpool, I think it was, you know, you have mm-hmm. two years here, do really well, and we'll sell you back on. You'll be a better player. You know, you'll be more established and, and you'll go to a team that's maybe, you know, challenging for Europe. Obviously, Leeds aren't at this moment in time. But I think that's kind of the the way that Rangers are doing it. So I think if you keep turning the bids down, it makes it a lot difficult to bring in the, you know, the next Ryan Kent, for example. And I've always said about Rangers and their recruitment, they've been extremely proactive. So they'll have somebody ready to replace these players. But I just think that's kind of the model that they're working with at this moment in time until, you know, if they start qualifying for the Champions League on a regular basis again, then it's totally different. Then you are mm. one of these bigger teams. Then you are saying to these players, listen, now we're in the Champions League. We're not sending you to that, that team or that team. Unless they come in with an absolutely ridiculous offer. But I just think when they're just trying to get to that stage at this moment in time, maybe for the next couple of years, they might have to, you know, go forward with that model. Barry, what's your take on that? It's a different uh, point of view. Yeah, but I think what's key for Rangers is when you're on top, continue to strengthen. Um, and I, I listened to the manager do an interview last week and that's one thing he says. There is areas in his team that he feels that he needs to to go and strengthen. Um, and I think he'll do that. In terms of, I get it, if an, a crazy offer comes in for a player, they will need to consider it. But I think one key player and Mars played against Rangers a number of times. He, he'll be better to speak about it. But Ryan Kent, for me, is a difference. A lot yeah. of people speak about Morelos. He's been great for yeah. Rangers, no doubt. But Ryan Kent on his game, for me, is the best player in Scotland. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. The most panic that you get <laughs> playing against Rangers when they have the ball, one player getting is Ryan Kent, because he can actually do anything. And you talk about in training, doubling up on him, on the analysis, you're talking about doubling up on him. And don't get me wrong, as you said, there's other great players within that team. But I think he is the one player at this moment in time who is irreplaceable. I think all of the others you can you can go some way and replace him. I think the way he plays and the way he carries the ball and gets Rangers up the pitch and the panic he puts into other teams, doesn't need to play well week in, week out. just needs to be on the pitch because it alters what you do going to play against Rangers. And, and I agree with Barry, you know, he's irreplaceable at this moment in time. Derek, how do you feel about Ryan Kent? Yes, uh, I think Morelos will be away and Halanda, I think that will be the two players that we'll probably need to sell. Mm. But I would, like, I would like to keep Kemp for another season because this is a really important season, Paul, because Rangers have done really well to get the coefficient up. So you want to win the league next season to get straight into the Champions League. For so sure. Real, really important yep. money-wise for the club. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's £30 million league title. Yep. Next season, because you get straight into the Champions League, obviously this year you've got the qualifiers, um, which I, I've never got, I think, of your champions of your country. Yeah. For me, you've got to get straight in. Um, I've no problem with the, the second-place team yeah. playing qualifiers, but next yeah. season, it's crucial for Rangers to... The hard thing is, Paul, we spoke about mm-hmm. it at the weekend, it's hard to win titles. Yeah. It's even harder to retain them. Retain. And it's a... It's a big season for Rangers next year, but I think they've got the quality to do it. On the wires, the record sport is saying that Santiago Moreno is another potential transfer target for Rangers. He has been described as a, a Sadio Mane type of player, that that skill. Um, I know, yeah, <laughs> no you're laughing. Player. He's indeed. <laughs> yeah. He'd go at the manager the other day, didn't he? But you, you like to see I, that. I don't mind that. Exactly. Listen, yeah. that's a guy that wants to play. He's disappointed that he never started. <laughs> I don't mind that. Um, He's a he Colombian. probably apologised yep. uh, when he was in the dressing room, but yep. if that guy that you just mentioned yep. is anywhere near close, Sadio Mane, who is, for me, an unbelievable player. He's been 
He's been brilliant for Liverpool. Um, yep. But I don't know, I'll be honest with you, I don't know too much about him. No, if he is close to money, I'm retiring because I'm done. <laughs> That's all I need. <laughs> he's playing with America De Cali at the moment. He scored 22 goals this season and he's a 21-year-old. He can play across the front three. He's normally deployed on the right flank. It's that time of year, Derek, isn't it? We'll hear so many different players coming and going. But I was taken by what Marvin said. You know, Sometimes you do want to change it so that people think, right, I can go to Rangers from Liverpool, do a couple of years, agree, Great stint that you know in this in the last year, and then get but, a bigger move. Uh, Marvin's speaking perfect sense in terms mm. when in you're player. in Scotland. Uh, it's probably not the right word to use a stepping stone, but we no. know if an offer comes in up yeah. here for a, a, a player, yeah. we're a selling country. Yeah. We're, Rangers are a selling club. Um, as I said, if something comes in for Ryan Kent, Morelos, over twenty million pound, Rangers need to seriously consider that. You look at Morelos was bought for just over a million. If somebody comes in and offers in between 15 and 20, that's a great piece of business. Ryan Kent was bought for seven. Somebody comes in and offers over 20 million. It's still good business for me, but the one player I think is crucial for Rangers to keep is Ryan Kent. Talk number one up, Derek. We're just keeping you on England watch and we just saw Jack Grealish there trying to strike back and get involved for Villa. It was a good, good opportunity there, Marvin, for Grealish. Yeah, it yeah. was. You know, he's just coming back from injury, isn't he? So yep. feeling his way back in. But no, it was, a, it was a good opportunity for a player of his standard. But I'm sure, you know, as the game will go on, he'll get stronger and stronger. Derek, we'll speak to you over the summer then. Yep. Thank you very much for calling. I think we just lost him there. Derek, <laughs> that is unusual, isn't it? A Scott... Uh, yeah, I was... Who, uh, I was I yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was surprising. Yeah. Um, but listen, Derek makes his own choices. Whoever he wants to yeah. support, that's up to him. Scotland squad came out today. One of the players who didn't make it is Ryan Gold. Here's the manager speaking about him. Because of the restrictions, it was difficult to get to Portugal to watch Ryan, but fortunately you can watch everything on television these days. So plenty of chances to watch. Good player, had a good season for his club, although his club had a difficult season. But when you look at the area of the squad that, that Ryan's trying to get into, it's difficult to fit into that squad. You know, it's, He's an attacking midfield player, so John McGinn, Stuart Armstrong... David Turnbull's had a great season, so it was always going to be a difficult choice, and unfortunately for Ryan, he's missed out. What about the difficulty of choosing the squad and having to leave players out? It's always difficult. I find picking a squad always difficult, and when we're in the camp, I always find picking the team difficult and picking out the... In this instance, there'll always be three players who are going to miss out on on the games in the actual tournament because you can only name 23, so I always find that part of the job difficult, but it's part of the job that I have to do. And what about the goal scorers? There's goals in the team. We've got creativity in the teams. We've got midfield players that can score. Shea Adams is already off the mark. Lyndon Dyke's got a couple of goals already. So I think four for Ryan Christie, four for Ryan Fraser, so five for James Forrest. So there's goals in the team. No worries. Yeah, it's exciting. What's happened there, Barry? Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable own goal. Um, yeah, wait, you see it. <laughs> Villa have equalised. It's one of the best yeah. on goals I've wow. ever seen. <laughs> I was looking at the uh, what's coming up next, a quick break, but before that's a Tottenham 1 and Villa 1. Marvin, did you see it? Yeah, Regalon's yeah. gone with, he's yeah. gone to clear of his right-footed, left-footed player and yeah. it's gone past Larice into the into the corner. Oh, Perfect yeah. finish. What a strike. <laughs> yeah. He just sliced it there. Yeah. Did that ever happen to you, Barry? Yeah, I don't uh, know if I've scored an on goal. Mm-hmm. Um... I hate that. Not as good as yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do that if I tried. <laughs> we asked him a few weeks ago, what's it like being on the bench? I was never on the bench. He was on the bench once. He argued to get on the bench. Was it against Dundee? You wanted to... No, it was no. a Scottish Cup game and we were resting a few people. But I like to be involved. I, mm-hmm. I don't like getting rested. I like to be I like to be playing. And I'm mumped and moaned and they, they put me on the bench. So 
you must have been a nightmare to handle. I mean, wonderful in the pitch, but were you, uh, were you a nuisance around the dressing room to the managers, to Walter or to Alec McLeish? No, I'll, listen, you always have respect for... I mean, of course, I know you have. You just yeah. mentioned a guy there, Walter Smith. Yeah. Um, you don't want to get on the wrong side of <laughs> no, him. I know. I was um, unfortunate to be on the wrong side of him a yeah. couple of times and I learned my lesson <laughs> yeah. pretty quickly, believe me. Um, but look, I'm like every yeah. footballer, Marvel will be the yeah. same. Marv's been rested a few times this season. I think if you ask Marv, he would rather start the game. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, for sure. You want to play. You want to play week in, week out. And the older you get, the the less uh-huh. games you've got coming. So it gets even harder to be to be rested. And it's probably the right thing for you, but you know you, you don't want to do it. Oh, there's so much great chat here. We want to get into because I was about to say, Marvin, you're looking forward to the new season then, uh, of course, with because you've got another year in your contract and you're also you've been helping with the coaching as well. I know COVID has affected so many things. So we're going to hear from Marvin and Barry after. The short break. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Monday to Friday, the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Thanks for making the switch. We're on every night, Monday to Friday, from five to seven, and we'll continue in the close season as we build up for the Euros. Steve Clark today announced the 26-man squad. No big surprises, I think that's fair to say. But he went with the youngsters as well. Billy Gilmer's in there. Nathan Patterson's in there. David Turnbull. Kevin Nisbet as well. Ryan Gold hasn't made it, nor has uh, Andy Considine, and nor has Lee Griffiths. What do you think? 0808 17 17 700. John is on the line. We're with Marvin Bartley, Barry Ferguson. And John, good evening. You're through. Even guys, how's it? Good. How are you? Yeah, getting even more excited now that the squad's been there. You know, I've been waiting 23 years for this, so it's <laughs> getting more real now. What age were you then? Can you remember 98? Were you... Uh... I, can, I can definitely remember 98. I was 17. I wasn't quite old enough to have a legal drink, but um, yeah. <laughs> at 40, I'll be able to have one or two now. <laughs> good, yeah. So what do you think of the squad today? I think it's a very good squad. Um, I was pleasantly surprised to see Nathan Patterson in there because I thought he was going to go with Palmer, but um, Pat- Patterson's done very well, and I think... Um, he's shown enough in the big games that he's uh, he's ready, that he's not faced by this level. So, you know, when he's on form, uh, put him in. Whereas Palmer, unfortunately, he's just come off the back of a relegation season with his club in the Championship. Um, I'm pleased to see Nisbet in there. Um, I think he's had a good season. Um, I don't think Griffiths has done enough, unfortunately. Uh, Gilmore and Turnbull, once the unfortunate injuries to Jack and McLean happened, um, I always thought that those two would probably get in. I think Ryan Jack's a big miss though because we don't have that protection like um, you know that he gives you. That I don't think any other midfielders have that. That's my only concern. But I think it's a good squad. and I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Marvin playing against Ryan Jack. How good has he become? And how big a mess will he be for us? Yeah, he's been he's been brilliant. Obviously, he was a good player before going to Rangers. But again, we're speaking about McTominay. But I think Ryan Jack's game's gone on and on and on. I think Stephen Gerrard was probably the best thing that could have happened for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really do mean it. He, he's doing a lot more. Um, he seems more box to box than just a holder um, when he plays for Rangers. Um, but yeah, a fantastic player. And like you said, there, he does he does the ugly side for Scotland, doesn't he? It would be a huge miss because you're probably going to have to drop a, another player back um, to do that kind of screening thing, which takes away from Scotland going forward. But yeah, Ryan Jack, a, a massive, massive miss for for the country and also for him. You know, he's been he's been absolutely brilliant, and it's it's heartbreaking to see boys obviously miss out on squads anyway, but when it's through injury, you know, it's it's, it's probably even worse. But hopefully, be back for pre season and you know, fit and ready to go. Yeah, in terms of Ryan Jack, like in terms of club football, when when Rangers signed him for Aberdeen, I think I've said this a couple of times, Paul. I wasn't too sure. Mm-hmm. I think he was going to be be a squad player, but as the seasons went on, 
he's got better and better and then he's became so important for Scotland um, I agree with John that is a worry because he is probably the one guy who would sit in front of that back three and protect him McTominay can, can do it he's done it at times when I've watched Man United and Callum McGregor's done it as well playing with Scott Brown in the middle of the park but Ryan Jack will be a, a big miss but it's an opportunity for these guys now um, it opens uh, when one door closes another door opens um, but he is a big miss big improvement as a player over the last certainly the last season he's became um, a top midfielder for me mm-hmm. um, he's running games as well and he's mixed it up he can his game is all about holding but Marv made a good point he has scored a few goals he can break forward um, and it's disappointing for him to miss out through an injury I just hope he now he's had that operation that it's a, a success he gets back in pre-season gets a, a pre-season under his belt and gets back playing for, for Rangers and then hopefully see him in a Scotland shirt soon Absolutely John I don't know if you heard earlier Marvin gave us his starting lineup. so did Barry um, and I don't know if you want to take them on Marvin will you give us your lineup again see if uh, so your goalkeeper you and Barry disagree there Yeah yep. so I had Marshall back three was Tierney Cooper Hendry right wing back O'Donnell left wing back Robertson McTominay and McGregor as the two number eights Fraser and McGinn playing off Che Adams What do you think of that John? I think that's a good team. Um, the changes I would make to that, um, I would obviously keep Marshall goal, though I'll be honest, the goalkeeping situation is worried because he hasn't really played much for yeah. a struggling derby team recently. Um, but uh, the back three, I would go with, uh, I'll go with Tierney, obviously. I would go with Hanley and I'd probably go with Cooper as well. Okay. Um, my wing-backs are Donald Roberts, no change there. Midfield three, I would have uh, McGinn, uh, McTominay and... McGregor and I would actually go with um, Adams and Dykes up front because I think Adams will be better playing off a striker um, who can hold the ball up and Dykes has been in great form towards the end of the season with QPR yeah. we mustn't forget that also yeah making back on form Barry he, he yeah. has he went through a real barn spell yeah, didn't he 15 um, games or yeah, yeah. yeah but fair play to Blinden Dykes I'll be honest with you Marv obviously played with him mm. um, he has been great for Scotland uh, but I, I just think Kevin Nisbet's going to be the surprise package I really do I, I like young players getting the opportunity mm. I believe he's ready to play at this level as I said I've been really impressed with him but the team that John mentioned the team that Marv sure. men- mentioned and give the us team your team that again. I've got yep. it, it could be any of them because that's the reason why you pick a squad but mm. the squad's full of quality it's great. Yep. there's a number of players that could that would be disappointed not to get into that starting 11 that's the beauty of having so many real good players for me and I think this moment in time Steve Clark's got um some big decisions to make. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's why you're, you're paid the big bucks. That's why he's a manager. Yep. Um, he needs to make these big calls. But he's um, he's got a few choices to make, that's for sure. So what's your team again? Um, Marvin, are you watching? Has he changed it again? No, <laughs> no, 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 no more scribbles. No, the reason why I'm not going for Marsh uh, yep. is he, he has had a difficult yep. season. Where He's been in and out of the, the Derby team. Craig Gordon's got that experience. He's playing week in, week out with Hearts. And... He played the last games for Scotland where he really impressed me in some good saves. Well, I would go with big Craig Gordon in goals. Gallagher, Hanley, Tierney. I know people are going to say James Forrest has not played a lot of football, but for me, he looks fresh and hungry. Um, I would play him wing-back, right wing-back. Andy Robertson, the same three, McTominay, McGregor, McGinn. Shea Adams, and my surprise would be uh, Kevin Nisbet. John, what do you make of Barry's team? My only thing about James Forrest is 
I, he can play wing back, but I think you're um, you're not really really utilising his strengths. Um, I think Forrest is better when you're playing him um, as part of a front three or on the wing. So if Scotland needs to change to like a four two three one or four three three, and Clark's proven before that he can he can adapt like that Israel game we spoke about, then him and Fraser are two guys that could come on and, and change that game. Um, but yeah, I think that is a, a strong t- team as well. Uh, with regards to the goalkeeper, you know, I get the point with Craig Gordon. My only worry is Craig Gordon won't have played since the end of April. Um, and it's just the goalkeeping pro- um, position is a problem. Uh, I just wonder if Steve Clark did ask Al McGregor if he fancy one more goal, but <laughs> it would have been it would have been unfair. And I think Al McGregor, to be fair, has made his bed. I think he probably would have asked him. Do you not think, Marvin, I've asked Barry before. Are you not so sure? Uh, I'm. I'm not sure. Yeah. I think you know you've got three three solid goalkeepers there. Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not sure he wanted to be put in that position, Steve Clark. To be honest, yeah. if McGregor would have turned around and said, "Yeah, I do," then you think, "Wow, what do I do now?" Name four goalies. Um, yeah, I don't think. I think that's creating a, problems for yourself. If I'm totally honest. I think you know the fans all wanted McGregor back and everything else. But I think as a manager, if I was a manager, I wouldn't have gone and asked him. If he came to you, something slightly different. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't have created that problem for myself. I don't think it's. I, I think I look at the three goalkeepers. John McLaughlin's come in for for um, Alan McGregor. He actually played against Marv last week, and he, he's a, a real solid goalkeeper. And David Marshall, as I says, very good goalkeeper. Done brilliant for us. Obviously, the, the Serbia game stands out, and and Craig Gordon speaks for himself. He does the, yeah. the level that he's mm. played at. Um, and I was just a worry there, John McGinn getting down injured. I've just noticed that. Yep. Um, so, I think, yep. Yeah, yeah, he's just went down. Um, he's getting he'll be all right. I think he said he's all right, yeah. He'll be he's fine. Oh, yeah, Marvin, I saw you right. <laughs> yeah. experienced eyes. He's, he's a tough cookie. Yeah. yeah. He's bad enough with Scott McTominay last night, lads. Come on, don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> see, when you're watching it with the, the pros and the, and the ex-pros, they just know, John, they, they, they see it. They see things that certainly I don't see. And, and Marv said when Barry was speaking, no, no, he's fine. He's, he's okay. He's back he up. But this is what it's going to be like the next couple of weeks. Isn't it fascinating, the, the different views on it? But I was going to say, say it's Croatia and penalties or something. Listen, I don't know. David Marshall was great in the penalties. So, yep, no, I don't have an argument on it. But I just think we've got really solid keepers, I think yep. you said. But he is an outstanding. He's one of the greats in, in Scottish football. Alan McGregor. Oh, Without yeah, a shoot. Doubt. So maybe you do. He's ask the best one. He's the best. Yeah, yeah. let's be honest. Yeah, he's, sure. the, he's the best out of them all. But I just think when you've retired from international football, when these players have have got Scotland to the Euros, I just think as a manager, it's so difficult because it's not like a striker you bring back and you know you might come off the bench or anything else. When you're in goal, you're in goal. That's it. So I think it's just it's just the dynamics of the group and Steve Clark spoke about the group being you know well knit and everything else I just think you might have set too many people by doing it and I know I'm saying you should play your best players but I just think it's not something that Steve Clark if I was Steve Clark I would have gone and asked the question I wouldn't have done that Mm They are off. I mean, that's a good point you make about uh, Craig Gordon given that the championship finished earlier than the the premiership Barry but they've got a couple of games coming up I seen when obviously they finished early he was in training with the um, under 21s mm-hmm. so he's kept, he's keep myself ticking over look it's not the same Marvel will, will totally agree with me here you need to be playing games of football and um, that's the most important thing but I did see he's, he's still in training with under 21s keep myself ticking over and bear in mind we've got a few friendlies before the Euros actually start so I'm sure he'll make his decision there it's certainly between Craig Gordon and David Marshall and I'll be yeah. honest with you See whatever one plays in goals, I'm totally comfy with that. And even John McLaughlin, mm-hmm. I think he's a very good goalkeeper as well. How good, how good did he look against you? Uh, well, it's just last week, isn't it? Against yeah. Rangers, just no. a week ago. Yeah, he yeah. came in with confidence and 
you know, yeah. the, the defenders believed in him. That's not that's the main thing, you know. When a, a new goalkeeper goes, not a new goalkeeper, but they change yeah. the goalkeeper, you can kind of tell if the defenders trust him or not. And instantly they were trusting him straight away. And he's a top quality goalkeeper. I think he's 33 years of age. He's an experienced guy who obviously looks after himself. So, you know, that's the reason he's in the Scotland squad because normally you want your goalkeepers playing to keep their eyes in. But, you know, he's, he's obviously somebody who's an ultimate professional and that's the reason he's in there. Here's the plans for the next couple of weeks, John. Yeah, you you know me, I'm not the type of guy that's going to be jumping up and down and, and shouting about things. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It's been a long six or seven weeks since we, we played the matches in, in March, the World Cup qualifiers, which I thought were some good performances. Uh, we look to build on that. We've got two friendly matches coming up where we can try one or two two things that, that will hope, hopefully help us in the tournament. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's been a long wait since we qualified last November. So it'll be great when we finally get to kick off in the first game against the Czech Republic John you trust the manager is that how you feel about Steve Clark and that great experience that he's got how can you not trust the manager he's got us to the first major finals in 23 years he's um, he's just done everything right I mean he had a difficult start obviously with um, Belgium and Russia um, in his first five games and um, but over over time he's been building a, a team spirit. He's built like a club mentality. You hear that phrase a lot with international football try and create that club mentality and I think he's um, been doing that. Um, he's got full trust in his players, they all know what they're doing. Um and whatever team he, he puts out the um, in the opening game, we might have an opinion on it, but we'll probably find it hard to disagree and if um and hopefully come the end of the game he'll prove us wrong as ever. Mm-hmm. Barry Yeah, I, I just feel with our squad and when you you watch players getting interviewed, they're, they're talking about the Scotland setup. There's a real togetherness there. And he's created that. Aye. And that's down to Steve Clark. Um, and see, since Steve Clark's come in, see if you look at the squads, there's been hardly any pullouts. Mm-hmm. The only pullouts have been injuries. Um, and normally in a, a, a squad, you see four, five, maybe even at six least, yeah. at times uh, pulling out. So that's down to Steve Clark, his staff, and also the players. It's a, it's a group it looks to me that they all go on with each other and they look forward to turning up and spending a bit of time together. Villa have just scored. We'll see the replay in Morning a moment Watkins. or two. Yeah, what Watkins. Yeah, yeah, not good for Scotland fans, that one, is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so 2-1 to Villa. They were a goal down there at Tottenham. We're talking Scotland though, Marvin. That is the point, isn't it? And you play with many of these players. Uh, there is a real togetherness in the Scotland squad and Stevie Clark. Uh, you know him... Um, what do you feel about him as a coach and a manager? Yeah, he's got them very well drilled. You know, it was interesting when he was at Kilmarnock. We had Cammy Bell come to us um, from mm. Kilmarnock to Hibs at the time and he said that Steve Clark makes it really simple. Really simple. This is what I want. This is how we're going to get there. That's it. You know, whatever you do in between those two things is up to you. But we're all going on that same journey together. And you saw what he did with Kilmarnock before taking the Scotland job. You know, they were very well drilled, got the best out of all his players. And he's taking that to Scotland now as well. You know, he knows what his players are good at and he sets up in a way that, you know, they, they enjoy playing. Um, they know every, what everyone else is doing. And, and there's a lot to be said for that. You know, when you know what your teammates doing, it makes your job a lot easier. They're not really reactive to things. They know what they're trying to do. And they won't win every game, let's be honest. They're not going to win every game, but they, you can see what they are trying to do. And that's an important thing in football. Yeah, when you watch his teams play, then you go back to Kumala and you go to the national team, every single player within that team know their roles and responsibilities on the pitch. And as I said, I spoke to a number of players that, have, uh, that were coached under him at Kilmarnock and it was very simple very simple instructions but they knew their jobs inside out and that's what he's brought to the national team do you love that as a player keep it simple for yeah, people yeah I think football yeah. Is, sim- yeah. is simple made complicated mm-hmm. by a lot of people yeah 
I agree with that. Not too many iPads. <laughs> Imagine it could be simple on iPads. That is the thing with the younger managers, I know. Hey, John, are we going to go beyond the first three games then? What do you feel? If we win the first one, um, that's the key game is the Czech Republic game for me. Um, England, you know what? I don't like the term free hit. Um, no. Because at the end of the day, you're going down there to try and win. But, sure. you know, it, we don't have it, um, the pressure on that one. In Croatia, I know they're World Cup finalists, but... Yeah. If we can just find a way of mark, marking Modric out of the game, I think they're definitely gettable. So, yeah, I'm going to be optimistic and say we might be one of the best four third-place teams this time. You know, we're due a bit of luck, but see, to be honest, guys, I'm just happy to be there. <laughs> Absolutely, John. But once you yeah. get there, you want you to want get more. Yeah, exactly. I want more. Honestly, I'm not just saying this. I think we can get out of that group. Great. And nullifying Modric, oh, come on, how how tough can that be? He's, a, he's, he's some player, genius. isn't he? Yeah, isn't he that. one of the most underrated of the elite players? You know, he, he, he's everyone knows he's an amazing player. I don't player, think. But, I, I think yeah. he's one of the top players. Isn't he fantastic? Yeah, he's just brilliant to watch. Yeah. It, it just looks. It, it's so easy for him. Yeah. In a game, yeah. and I'm with John. I would mm. just. Uh, I would just stick somebody on him and give him a boot or two yeah. and keep him quiet. I should have said understated probably, because yeah, that's, that's the word I meant. Uh, John, great call. Thanks very much for calling. John calling 0808 17 17 700. We're with Barry Ferguson, Marvin Batley and more of your calls next. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Go Radio Football Show. We're previewing the cup file in a moment or two with Marvin Bartley and Barry Ferguson. And the conversation tonight, lots about Scotland. The 26 are heading for the Euros. That must one of the proudest things ever for you, Barry, to lead Scotland onto the field of play, especially as captain. Yeah, look, it's one of the things as a young kid growing up, you want to play for the team you supported uh, and win trophies and, and captain them. And I, I was uh, privileged enough to do that. And then the icing on the cake is when you get picked for your country, then obviously lead your, your country out. Um, How was it seeing your dad there? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, proud moment, not just for myself, but my, my family. Yeah, That's when, you know, when you lead your country out for the first time. How proud you are as an individual, but the most important thing is how proud you make your, your family and friends. Um, so what an occasion it'll be for, for Andy Robertson, leading them out that first game at Hamden against Czech Republic. Um, it'll be an emotional emotional day for him and the players as well. And hopefully, Paul, you know what I'm going to say here? Hopefully there's going to be some fans inside the stadium. That's what we're going to. The Southside boy, of course, he was at Queen's Park as well. It's some yep. story. Let's hear from Steve Clapp, though, speaking about the lifeblood of the game, the fans. Even just watching the games on television now and seeing a, and hearing a little crowd in, the atmosphere, the, the passion. And the, I don't know if you watched the Chelsea game last night, but the little kerfuffle at the end, you know, with the fans back, it's, it's part and parcel of the game. It'll be great to have the Tartan Army here. Not in... Not in full numbers, but there'll be in enough numbers and I'm sure, they'll be, I'm sure they'll be loud enough. Great to have them back. The Tartan Army, in small numbers, but they'll be there, Marvin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It'd have been so disappointing, you know, to qualify for the first time in 23 years and have no supporters there. You know, it'd have been heartbreaking. I know Bray's talking about the pride the players will have going on to the pitch, but that's brought about, like he also said, about that by their families being there mm. and by the fans being there and everything else. So, listen, we've all missed them. We've all missed the fans. Never again will I uh, moan when I hear a fan shouting something at me <laughs> telling me I'm rubbish or I can't pass the ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what a word that was for Stevie Clark. Kerfuffle. Kerfuffle. Yeah. I heard that for ages. <laughs> for 
Yeah, my man used to say that. Is that right? <laughs> That's a A stramash. That was another one. Isn't that a stramash? <laughs> uh, it'll be great to have them there. You were just about to say about Andy Robertson. What a story, you know, Queen's Park. Yeah, get let yep. go from yep. Celtic as a, a young kid. And I, I love seeing stories like that. There's uh, what great players being let go by Celtic. <laughs> no, like a lot of a lot of young players when they, they get let go from a big club, yep. then they need to drop down a few divisions or down a few leagues and they went to Queen's Park and he worked hard and he got his move to Dun United then to Hull City then look at him now he's a Premier League winner he's a Champions League winner and he's captain his, his country but I love the kind of stories um, as I mentioned earlier on Kevin Nisbet mm-hmm. he's been down the leagues and it's just I hope young kids who are, are maybe listening that if they do get a bit of disappointment at a young age mm. continue to work hard and you, you can get back up Anything yeah. can happen. The dream in football. Yeah, exactly. You know, everyone has a different path to get in some. Some boys will be in academies all their lives and going straight into the first team and then go and play for their countries and whatever else. But as Barry said, it's also important about having that bounce back ability and not being too disappointed. If you believe in your own ability, then you know you're always going to get to where you deserve to get to. And Robertson and Nisbet are obviously two two characters who have who have done that. Um, and it's fantastic to see them now playing international football after being released. And you know, football's a game based on opinions, isn't it? You know, a manager at a lower level might say to obviously Nisbet said oh you weren't good enough to, to play for Parsec this or now you know he's an international going to be sold for X amount of millions in the summer I, I imagine and, and Robertson as well you know being released and he's gone on to win the Champions League and captain his country so don't let someone's opinion you know put you off what you want to achieve that, that, that's the beauty of football I, I just love hearing stories the, the biggest one down in is probably Jamie Vardy yeah of course late yeah. to playing the... it to your yeah. six and yeah. look up now <laughs> um Unbelievable player, Marv. You, you were non-league as well. Yeah, till twenty-one. Yeah. Yep. See, oh, it's, yeah. it's yeah. I, I love seeing that. Like, never give up. Mm. You, you get disappointments mm. at a young age, and I had it as at a young age of fifteen, getting told I was too small. Yeah. But I had that determination in me. No, do you know what? You told me I was too small. I'm going to prove you wrong. Mm-hmm. And um, thankfully, I grew at seventeen and eighteen. <laughs> I grew a few inches, and and I went on, and I, that was my drive inside me to go and prove people wrong and. I just love stories like that and I hope young kids are listening when they get a bit of disappointment in their, at the start of their career. Go and work even harder and you can get to that that goal and that's to be a, a footballer. Marvin, who inspired you? Who really helped you then? What, during that time? Yeah. I, I think my brother had been released um, a couple of years earlier from, from Crystal Palace. I always remember you know, how heartbroken he was. So I think probably seeing his heartbreak made me, even, I was released at 18 from a non-league team, like an actual amateur team. I couldn't imagine what level they'd be in Scotland. Um, but yeah, kind of having that mindset, my mentality was always that one manager would appreciate the way I play football. And that's all what, always what I thought. So, you know, I managed to get into full-time football, which was the aim for me. Um, which was fantastic but yeah it, it's, it's crazy I think I was playing maybe tier 9 um, and the man <laughs> pulled me in the office and said oh no yeah you, that's brilliant isn't that? yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah that's brilliant I'm having the, the belief inside no do you know what I'm going to go away and there is that one coach or manager that will believe in yeah. you and mm-hmm. give you that opportunity and when you get that opportunity grasp it with both hands and that's what take it. Marv, yeah. I didn't even know that no but, I didn't yeah. either yeah. so where did you go what was the route then, yeah, then I began yeah. to work my way back up. I went to a village team and mm-hmm. then began to work my way back up into like the, the higher tiers of non-league and then I managed to get into Bournemouth at the age of... I think I was just for my 21st birthday, mm-hmm. I managed to get into there. But as I said, you know, at the age of 18, I was, I was being released um, just for my 19th birthday, wow. being told I wasn't good enough. But it helped, it helped drive me on. 
You know, it really, really did. And I think that's one thing I always say to young players that I coach that even me, you know, I might get it wrong and say, you know, you're not good enough to play for Livingston, but then go and prove me wrong. Mm-hmm. And I mean that because I've managed to do it. Um, you know, so other players can do it, definitely. And where were Bournemouth at that stage within the in second League tier? One, in League yeah. One. So well, they were the third one. tier, yeah. Third, yeah. yeah. So, wow. um, yeah, it's it, it's crazy to think, as I said, as a manager of a basically a village mm-hmm. team tells me I'm not good wow. enough, but, you know, a, a football league manager tells me I'm good enough. And that's why I always thought, just believe in yourself. Someone will appreciate the way you play, mm-hmm. always give 100% on all these other things and, you know, you get to where you want to get to. And you know, that was full-time football for me. And you got to know Eddie Howe as well. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to know, I got to know well, Eddie. Did, he, was, yeah. he was at Bournemouth when I first went there. So, uh, yeah, he's got good eye for a player. Well, he's, front, he's front page and he's back page. And, you know, oh, everyone he? accepts that he is coming, hopefully. Yeah. If he is, what well, does he bring also to as a, as a player, yeah. when you do get yeah. to the top at, in a country at yeah. a top level, don't take things for granted. You you, no. you never stop learning. I never yep. st- mm. I retired at 37 and a half and I was always still learning. And a half. And it's, Every it's day is a school day, isn't yeah, it? But yeah, I'm a big believer in that. Yeah. No matter how, what experience yeah. you've 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 had in football, what, mm. what you've won in football, or mm. who you've played with in football, or who's coaching football, mm. you never stop learning. As you say, every day is a school day. And when or if he does come, he'll love some of it. I mean, so look at the the European nights, for example, at Celtic Park, at Ibrox as well. The Champions League mu- uh, music, if they can get into that. Yep. You know, the best side of the old firm games. There is a magic here in the oh, Premiership. Of course there is. Yeah. And, and not only the Premiership, we said the European nights, it's always not managed yeah. in Europe. Yeah. But, you know, when you do come up and, you know, in the, in the derby and you see the amount of fans there and the build-up to it, you know, you can try and explain to, to, to anybody about Scottish football. Um, you know, when I came up here, a few people tried to explain to me, but you never understand so you come up here you'll never never understand it and that's you know coming from England to Scotland you just won't you can explain it as best as you possibly can and you can you know you can shout and rave but you won't understand it till you come here and you know if he is to be the manager I'm sure he'll thoroughly enjoy it um, I don't imagine it'll be too long from now um, that they will name their manager and listen he'll come and he'll be chasing uh, Stephen Gerrard's Rangers and it'll be better for the league as well it'll be better mm-hmm. for everyone you know let's get the, the, the big two really going head to head going into the last weekend and you don't know who's going to win the Win the, win the title it's been a long long time since that's happened and can only be good for Scottish football and then obviously going into Europe hopefully so it can Rangers can both be uh, progressive in that and you know that's that's what we want to see I, I think we've got a real good product up here mm-hmm. in, in terms of our, our game of football I, I, I don't think we we bag it up enough no. if I'm being honest with you I think we've got a lot of good players a lot of good teams teams play different ways and I have no problem with that but Eddie Howe, he'll get a shock when he comes up and realise how big it is, yeah. how big Celtic <laughs> yeah. are and Rangers are, and the limelight will be on him 24 7 up in the, the west of Scotland. Um, and he, he'll need to get used to that if he is going to be the the, the Celtic manager, but it looks like he will be. But we've been waiting about for weeks and weeks <laughs> yeah. and weeks. But yeah. clearly, the, the gardening leave, I think, is. Yeah. You know, that's clearly, he's, a, good, yeah. he's uh, a top coach. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's meticulous, top. isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, modern manager yeah. with a real iron will, and uh, he wants it his way. Near the end of the programme now. I hope he doesn't see the weather here. That's the only <laughs> thing. Bring a brolly, Eddie. <laughs> ah, but it's beautiful, isn't it? I mean, we're half an hour from Loch Lomond. I sound like the Scottish Tourist Board here. So, uh, Marvin, your old club Hibs against St. Johnson. What's going to happen at the weekend at the Scottish Cup? Are they going to win it? I'm hoping for a Hibs win. Obviously, they've not been too great against St. Johnson this season. Obviously, lost in the, in the semi-finals to them as well um, at Hamden. So, but no, I'm hoping for a Hibs win. I think it'll be a tight game. But uh, no, I hope they can do it 100%. I, I hope that. Your name could be on the cup. Barry, we'll speak to you again on Friday, but I know you're looking forward to it. Yeah, two very good teams, as I said, since the turn of the year. Callum Davis and St. Johnson have um, have been exceptional. Uh, and I think 
um, Hibs have went under the radar they've, they've finished yeah. third the best of the rest uh, disappointing getting put out in the semi-final but they're in another final um, and I, I can't wait for it I think there'll be goals in it two teams will go for each other so it'll be a, a great cup final for me should have said as well it has actually flown in tonight again J. Emmanuel Thomas and uh, you'd want to wish your, your ex-teammate uh, good luck at Aberdeen how's he going to do there? <laughs> Jay can be anything he wants to be you know, he really, really can. You know, his ability's never been questioned. Um, you know, if he goes up there and puts 100% in, as he did, you know, at Livingston and, and he got himself fit, if he goes in fit, ready for pre-season, then they've got one hell of a player on their hands. Um, you know, and I think he'll help the club achieve what they want to achieve and that's obviously get back to third place first and foremost. Just look at the clubs he's played for. Um, he's come up here and I'll be honest with you, the first few months I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I don't know if the big man will, I'll, I'll fit in up yeah. here. But fair play to him, he, he, he looks a lot fitter. The yeah. games that I've seen him the last... like Couldn't get more unfit. Yeah, <laughs> the last month or two, he's definitely come on fitness-wise. And there's no doubt, for the size of him, he's got unbelievable feet. Yeah. Um, he's He's been a, a good find for Livingston. And he's got a move to a good club in Aberdeen. It's been great tonight, Scotland squad there. And Mavin, I know you want to wish Barry all the best before we go. 100%. Um, Barry's going to give me a discount code as well for the game because I can't afford a tenner on Livingston wages. So cheers, Barry. That's <laughs> right. All, all those bonuses that went 13 in a row. It's gone. Yeah. Unbelievable. Oh, not one in 15. You'll be on the boogie bus with us uh, at, at the Euros in the summer. Thanks, Marvin Bartley. Will you come back next week, hopefully? Oh, for sure. Yep. Definitely. Barry will see you on Friday, previewing cheers. the weekend, and Rob is on tomorrow night. He'll be live at five. Alan Shaw is next. The Go Radio Football Show Talking football first Listen live weeknights from 5 I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy Gary, what a job you did out there today oh, it, was, it was unbelievable You saw the customers' faces when that boiler went in It was a really special moment And what about the overall performance? Unreal, you, you could really feel the heat out there I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy.